This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Rach? Yes, lady. Okay, listen. We We cover a lot. Oh, my gosh. There's nudity. We talked yes. about your nudity on screen. Oh, so much. We talked a little bit about my nudity, which is, mm-hmm. it's weird to even think about that now because knowing how I feel about my own nudity. Yeah, you're never nude. I know, but to think that I did what I did. I know. It's like, whoa, that was bold. This is one of my favorite podcasts, though, that we've covered. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I thought you just meant true story. It's like, this is no, one of my that's favorite. what I mean. Well, it is one of oh, my favorites. this episode? This episode is one of your yeah, favorites? That we're, yeah, that we've, yeah. Oh, why? I don't know. It just feels like oh. fun and really good. And Listen, I did really lose it at some point during this. I had a <laughs> moment that I was like, oh, no, I can't talk anymore. This is, I can't get we back both, on track. We both stopped. And it wasn't really that big a deal, but it just really killed us. No, it's so dumb. Stop saying that. Rachel, I don't like that. This All right. actually deserves it. <laughs> you guys watch... Email us. They listen. Call they in. They listen. They listen. Okay. And tell us. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story. <sighs> oh. Rachel. Oh, Shirley. What's up, Buttercup? Oh, lady. Lady. Uh, We're heading into Thanksgiving weekend. We are, although I don't know when people will hear this because, well, that's just just where we're at, right? This is when we're recording it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I had a great weekend with my boys. I'm excited because I get to see you a lot this week. Yes, we're doing Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it's not a Friendsgiving. It's the real yeah. deal. It's the all our families, your family, my family. We got 31 people. Hi. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> Do you think I was um, up all night chopping apples for some reason? I have this grand plan that I'm yeah. going to make all these tiny little pies. We'll see. Listen, Rach, th- we have... Do you still... Wait, but do you still want me to bring pie? Oh, well, we can talk privately. <laughs> okay, because Henry and Otto are very excited about the pies and the dog run. <laughs> yeah, I made a dog run at my house, which is really just a ditch in my backyard. That was, That's a drainage ditch. It doesn't have a pipe or anything, so nobody needs to worry. And it doesn't really rain in L.A., so it's not full of water. 
No. It's just going to be a little ditch full of dog poop that Rachel's boys love to run around in. Oh, my God. They love it. It's a, it's such a gift to them. I'm like, if you guys behave. You get to go. You get to go to the dog, to the dog run. run. And then they find all the dog poop and scream mm-hmm. when they see it. And that's a, Listen, they it's going it. to be a great Thanksgiving. You're welcome, You're listeners. You're welcome, America. Rach. Yeah. I say let's jump in. Okay. Because this let's do it. story is... Yeah, I mean, it's, there are a lot of layers. Okay, Rach, today we are talking about Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story. It's a 2017 documentary directed by Alexandra Dean, featuring interviews with Hedy's family and those who knew her. It tells the story of her double life as both a glamorous actress and a gifted inventor. Yeah. Bombshell premiered at Tribeca and is available to watch on Netflix. Wow. First of all, we have identical stories. (laughs) We have lived parallel lives. Yes, because Hedy Lamarr was an actress that people felt was so beautiful. They could not see her other talents. And you have that cross to bear every day. Exactly. You get up and you're like, look at the mirror. You're like, holy shit. My looks are holding me back because people only see my beauty. I'm just like, stop. Looking at my beauty. <laughs> I have so much more to offer. <laughs> but I mean, so many similarities, Cheryl. Single mother, 17 husbands. Single mother. Uh, so many starring films. Austrian. Live, I, like, I've all, built a mansion in Aspen. <laughs> okay. I mean, we've had hardships. And good chips. <laughs> and good chips. If I'm really being honest, please for once, you have more of a glamorous life like Hetty. You can probably relate to her a little okay. bit. Okay, I can tell you that I do relate to her. Not on the beauty part, but do you know what else I'm going to tell you? On the inventor yes! part, yes. I know you guys. You don't know this about Cheryl, yes. but Cheryl is always coming up with uh, ideas. That is true, and. And ways to make something different. At one point, she had a baby bottle. Because when she had her daughter, Kat, she was so annoyed that these big bottles had to go into the diaper bag. So she thought of of a collapsible baby bottle. That you could, like, why can't you just take the plastic and go, and like, make it flat. Rachel. And then when you want to use it, open it up and put milk in it. I designed it and filed a patent for it. She did. But then I was too busy as a mom and an actress. And as an actress, you were working. Because they were like, okay, you need to, you know, you got to quit your job and do this. Yeah. I said, by the way, I'm on a show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. I can't quit my job. And I'm a mom. And you're a national treasure. (laughs) What if I told my business manager, I can't do this because I'm a national treasure? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Listen, they were panicked. You know, nobody wants to hear that you want to quit your acting job when you're right. on a show because you yes. have a great idea for a collapsible baby bottle. They don't want to hear people. Mm-hmm. People don't want to hear that. But listen, Cheryl, I just am going to say, say you could have billions right yeah, now. Yeah, I could be sitting it on. It could have been knocked God, off and over and over and over and over and over. And somebody right now that's listening to They're this doing podcast it is like, as we speak. I'm doing it. They're doing it. Because guess what? What? Your patent. Expired. Boom. <sighs> And I thought of you, and I was like, oh, Cheryl's baby bottle idea. Dang it. She's she's fucked. I was very distracted through this whole documentary because I was like, whoa, Hedy Lamar and I are so similar. (laughs) 
you are. That's what made me laugh, though, too, because that's why I started with me. Like, I was like, it's me. And I'm like, it's really, it's actually you. You, I thought of you and Susan Yegley, too, that people just get so distracted by your beauty. I'm like, they're very smart. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Now I'm snorting. Oh, no. Rachel. You're welcome. No. Okay. Oh, it's adorable. Stop the it. The movie opens with a quote from Hedy Lamar: Any girl can look glamorous. All she has to do is stand still and look stupid. Wow. I don't know if I mean, if true. that worked, we would all be glamorous. Listen, Hedy is, she's very smart and a bright woman, but that was, uh, that was an interesting way to start the documentary. Yeah. It made her sound crazy from the jump. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh God. Like, I mean, every comedy person that started to watch that documentary was like, flip, flip, let's go. <laughs> let's go to a different one. Let's like change the channel. Change the channel? Flip. Oh my God. Rachel. Hedy Lamar. Okay. Always wanted to do something with her life, but she mm-hmm. was always judged by her face. Same, so same. Yeah, but many, many women are. It's yeah. I mean, it's true. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. We talked about Cindy Crawford before, but she is so stunningly beautiful. Yeah. When I'm talking to her, all I do is stare at her face and her features, and I'm like, Yeah. How does she look like that? And is that normal? And how many people in the world look like that? Are you trying to tell me, though, that Cindy Crawford, Cl- you and Cindy Crawford are now best friends? <laughs> very, very close. Because she's really beautiful. She and is. that makes me feel oh, um, great. Cindy Crawford could not pick me out in a lineup. <laughs> okay, good. okay, great. Keep, okay. keep talking. Anyway, anyway. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Hedy Lamar was supposedly, and I believe it, the model for Snow White and Catwoman. Yeah. And Mel Brooks, okay, how cute is Mel Brooks in this? I, how, oh, oh my God. When you see him pop up on the screen. But he's really not even a huge part of the documentary. It's literally like just funny color commentary. Yes. The only reason he's on it is because he named a character Hedy Lamar after her yeah. in Blazing Saddles. But they really mm-hmm. used him as much as they could when they're like, oh, here comes Mel Brooks chiming in. <laughs> I love that there's one reaction of him after they've said something kind of significant and it's just him going, what? That's crazy. And then they move on. <laughs> but it's a really satisfying what that's crazy. Yeah, because he's him. got a completely different delivery than everyone else in this film because, because yeah. it, you know, it's a, it's a dramatic story that we clearly... Yeah, how did they get him? I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe it's because he said when he saw Hedy Lamar for the first time, he said, I'm going to marry her. I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to find her and I'm going to marry her. And then later yeah. they go back to him. Then he says something mm-hmm. that I don't think one could say <laughs> today <laughs> because he said something like, and if I can't marry her, I'm going to sit next to her and feel her up under the table. It was something along those lines. Yes. But he was yes. ki- he was kidding. He was kidding. But I was kidding. thinking, oh, boy. You were thinking Mel Brooks just got me too. Uh, yeah, I He's was like canceled. that people would not. That's, you mm-hmm. know, it's not it's not funny. But it should literally be like a grandfather clause. I think he got grandfathered in. Listen, Larry David gets yeah. grandfathered in. Larry David does some crazy balls shit. Does he, Cheryl? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO. Never. I was on it, and Mel Brooks played my boss. I was his assistant. 
Boom. Oh, shit Callback. That's right. And I loved him. I fell in love with him that day. Do you day. have a picture of you guys? I don't. Of course oh, I don't. Rachel. Because it was before camera phones. <laughs> no, but he said the great story about Mel Brooks is that I shot yes. with him all day. I was so nervous. It was amazing. I called you the night before. We shot two days and the night before I called you and I said, I'm going to be, I'm going to get fired. Yes. And you laughed in my face. Yes. you like, Larry makes everybody feel yes. that way. And then the next day, work with Mel Brooks. I couldn't believe it. We go out to lunch. It's outside where the catering is. <laughs> Mel Brooks is walking around in his shorts, no shirt. <laughs> Just his belly, hairy chest out, walking around. So happy. And then I get wrapped. And then I went over to him and I said, listen, I want to tell you, it's an unbelievable honor to get to meet you, let alone work with you. It's a dream of mine. And I said, and also, I love your wife, Anne Bancroft. She's, ugh. Like I just gushed. And then he said, oh, you're sweet. And then he kissed me on my cheek. And he said, it was so great to work with you too. And then he said, I'll call you tonight. (laughs) But you knew he wasn't going to call you because he didn't have your phone number. I knew. Exactly. And there you have, I'll call you tonight. That's why we got I'll call you tonight. Okay, Rachel. Yeah, okay. Wendy Colton, her granddaughter, remembers that Hetty was always working on her autobiography. In her 60s, she became a recluse, and there were layers of scandal to Hetty. She had multiple marriages as well as arrests. I didn't know if she had multiple arrests. I only remember the one. I just thought it was the one. Her family feels her story hasn't been told. So in 2016, this guy named Fleming Meeks found some tapes behind a recycling bin. Crazy. In his office. And they were interviews that he had done with Hetty. And so he dug them out. And then he did a whole story in Life. Wasn't it Life magazine? I just remember... I remember him saying, hi, I bet this would be interesting. Yeah. Like I have tapes of her. And it's cool because we do get to hear a lot from the tapes. And she doesn't sound nutballs in the tapes. No. She's just very matter of fact. Rachel, we got to take a break. <laughs> Listen, we really got to hydrate. We apologize if any of Hetty's family is listening because we have not mm-hmm. done. Cheryl, they get it. It's a, they, they, they get it. It's a comedy they podcast. Understand. And they're like, believe me, we've heard it all. Yeah. And by the way... I have an interesting story about the name Hetty. When we get back. Wow. That sounds pins and needles. I can't wait. Okay, we'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Okay, we're back. 
slightly interesting story about the name Hetty. Okay. Not that it has anything to do with Hetty Lamar, okay. but you know, I went to beauty school. I sure and did. And when I went to beauty school, cosmetology, cosmetology school? school, we had to buy mm-hmm. a mannequin head. That has this long hair. Bring it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through the, throughout the course, you're, you're cutting it, you're perming it, you're dyeing it, all the, the hair. But I had to bring this head with me everywhere I went uh, mm-hmm. because it was expensive. And that's a curb your enthusiasm moment. <laughs> I mean, like episode in and of itself. You just casually walking by. Oh, with my like head. Like getting into your car with the mannequin head with hair. Her head was always on the, the seat next to me. But mm-hmm. her name was Hetty. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> What, why did you name her Hetty? You know, I must have heard. Oh, because she was a head. <laughs> Rachel. What it was a head. God. Rachel, are you it kidding? Head. It took you. No. Okay, you just like put it together in front of everybody. I did. <laughs> and you called her Hetty. I did. I put it. Yes, Cheryl. Listen. Listen. Okay. Everybody's brain works differently. It works differently. Mm-hmm. I'm not embarrassed. Not embarrassed. Okay, so Hetty. Hetty's parents were wealthy and cultured. They were Austrian Jews. Hetty went to a private Wait a school in Wait Vienna. Wait a minute, stop. Stop everything. Yes? When you're at cosmetology yes? school and you've walked away from something and you're setting up another station yes, and your hands are full, do you turn and look to your friend and say, hey, will you grab Hetty? Yeah, yeah. And bring her over? That's exactly what I would do. Everybody knew Hetty. I mean, most people named their heads. What were some of the names? Oh, do you for remember? Ball sake! Listen, I can barely remember my own head's name. That just sounds <laughs> so so wrong on so many levels. Like, hey, you guys, don't forget Hetty. Will you grab Hetty for me? Yeah, yeah, Hedy. I'm Herman Hetty. Yeah, yeah, I'm Herman no, Hetty. You know what, you guys? I'm giving Hetty a blowout. I hope I pass this test. That's right. And some of our exams would be with your head. Ugh, you guys, I'm gonna fail this perm exam. I forgot. Hetty, can I borrow your head? By the way, nobody would let you borrow their head. (laughs) No. Because that was like... What was the most popular hairstyle you guys were working on? Like, what were you like wanting to do? What year was it? Tell me. That was like 1984. It was definitely... 84? Yeah. I went... Were you in high school when you went to cosmetology school? I, you know, I graduated high school when I was 17 years old. So I started cosmetology school when I was 17 years old. Oh, wow. You are so old. Oh, I thought you were going to say smart. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, whoa. No, you guys, this is where I go into the bit. And it's the only thing that makes me feel good is that Cheryl's older than I am. That's it. Yeah. That's it. No, perms. (laughs) No, we were doing perms and jerry curls. That is what we had to learn. That is what we had to. That's what we were learning, Rachel. I'm just telling you, Rachel. I'm telling. I'm speechless right now. Yes, I've stopped. Yes, I've stopped. Okay, I've stopped talking. How many people did you give? Not Hetty, but how many people did you end up giving Jerry Cross? To? Well, only one. <laughs> only one. Yeah. And then they were like, uh-uh. they were like, please God, no. I don't want her. I just by looking at yeah. her, I know I don't want her. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, please. She's the whitest woman on the planet. Yes. Get her the fuck away from my black hair. We had to make deals with people. It's just like, please, <laughs> can I please do your hair? And I will, from now on, my friend over here will take over anytime you come back. It won't be me. But you probably gave a dynamite perm. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's not very convincing. Well, perms were tricky. It, they were both very God. tricky. Jerry curls were also tricky because of the chemicals are so harsh. If you leave the <laughs> this processing um, gel. I just want you to know you are never giving me a perm. Uh, no. You you don't even know what If products. you leave it on too long because it, it softens all of your, you know, your strands of hair. You are a professor of and hair. And then you put mm-hmm. another process on that makes it mm-hmm. bond again around the... Didn't you just recently, rod? like, give your, your stepson yeah. blonde yeah. hair? He went from black to blonde. Yeah. How'd that go? He was very pleased. I didn't want to oh, do it. okay. I remember. Well, you called me because you were I like, ah. I, he, it was, you're like, I'm terrified. I was forced to do it. And he's this a really good looking. <laughs> he held a gun to your head and was like, give me blonde tips. Yes. Anyway, Rachel, back to. Petty the more. Well, let me just finish the perm situation. If, you, if okay. you left the process on too long, the whole rod of hair would break off and fall into the sink. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I don't know if I've told you this, but I have a friend who would call that a pocket perm because if the whole rod of hair fell into the sink he would yeah grab the rod and put it in his pocket before the client <laughs> before the client could see that their hair had fallen out okay okay this is very important okay back to back to Hetty. Okay, Hetty, right. Hetty grew up in vienna she mm-hmm. was jewish she was in, in austria her favorite subject was chemistry and this is all very important because of the timing of this yeah. this whole story. When she was 16, she walked into okay. a film studio and was quickly cast in her first role as a walk-on. Yeah. Okay, this is 1933. Good God. It was a movie called Ecstasy. That was her breakout. She appeared yeah. naked and was denounced by the Pope. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a yeah. weird day for the Pope. He doesn't have other stuff to do besides... How, how did the Pope get a screening? And how does that come up in a conversation for the Pope? Did he, was he like, guys, I've got something to say yeah. about ecstasy. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> guys. 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 Guys, don't watch it. Wow. But I wonder how many people were with him when they screened it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. We won't get into. Listen, mm-hmm. Peter Bogdanovich mm-hmm. is also in this. Oh, and side note, Cheryl played Peter Bogdanovich's wife. That's true. And didn't you have to kiss him? My thing, I probably did. I mean, I don't. I don't think it was like a, you know, it wasn't like a makeup kiss. But I mean, it was something we talked about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, huh? Huh. Okay. Just like, great. Another day at work. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. He recalls that that was the first (laughs) stimulated orgasm on film. Thank you, Peter. Peter. Okay. Fritz Mandy. Mandy. Mandel. Mandy. Mandy? Mandel. Oh, God, oh, here we go for again. for Paul's sake. You're wearing your glasses, so I, I don't know what's wrong. I guess it's an L or capital I. No, an L. Mandel. Mandel. I mean, let's just take a, another 10 minutes okay. while you try to figure out this Was name. the Henry Ford of Austria. I love you. A 14 oh years so Hetty senior and allied with the Nazis manufacturing arms. So this I, is when it gets mm. like dark but from here on it's just like Mm -hmm. unbelievable just goes downhill from here guys they got married had massive country house with 25 bedrooms they went hunting hetty soon became bored being fritz's arm candy you know that feeling 
Fritz was obsessively jealous and tried to buy all the copies of Ecstasy. Yeah. And they just kept making more copies. (laughs) Yeah. He couldn't. Just to make him mad. He couldn't buy them all out. Let's just say he had a hard time being in acceptance that his wife was in that movie. He couldn't get there. As Europe headed for World War II, Hetty's beloved father died. And there were legends, legends about Hetty finding a look. Oh, oh, okay. This was crazy. I, oh, my God. This is I, when, I have no idea what you're going to say. This is when you're like, holy balls, what's happening in this story? So, Oh, yes. yes. So Hetty's married, right? Right. She hires. She's tired of being arm candy. candy and like, I've got to get out of this. But he's super controlling. controlling. Yeah. So she hires a lookalike <laughs> maid. She gave her a sleeping potion. Yep. She stole the maid's clothes and escaped mm-hmm. her own house on a bicycle. On a bicycle. And mm-hmm. she made it to the safety of England in 1937. I mean. There's a logic leap there that they didn't really fill in. Like from the bicycle yeah. to England. How did that happen? But we just moved on. It's like she just went from the bicycle. Oh. And was. But, because this was also. She was in London. She also, okay. she sewed her jewelry into the lining of her of her of je- the coats. coats. Yeah. That's maybe where she got the money. And the and money? money? I don't know. Okay. Hetty saw the MGM lion in a movie. Yeah. And she was, and she, she was, was like, like, I want to work with that lion. <laughs> she did. She did sort of say something similar to that. She did. I want to work with that lion. And she met, okay, is it, now I'm embarrassed. Is it it Louis or Louis? No, Louis. Louis? I don't know. Louis B. Mayer? Louis. 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 Oh, it's Louis B. Mayer. Okay. Who was was going to Europe and he was grabbing, I mean, using the word grabbing, but. Right. He was buying up. That even sounds that bad. That sounds bad. He, he was, was tapping. He, he was acquiring. As Tig likes to say, he was tapping <laughs> talent. He was discovering talent, talent that had escaped Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. And he offered her $125 a week on the condition that she kept her clothes on. Yeah. I get that a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Rachel. I don't get that. Uh, we, I get $125 to take so my clothes take it off. off. Um, we've got to take and a break. I do it. I'm going to Google. Because I've got I'm children. I'm Google you nude on film as, oh, you have been nude on film. Oh, yeah. Several times. Tell us. Well, remember, didn't you do something with. Oh, in our, in, in We Need Help? Okay, no. In We Need Help. Like you directed it? I was in a you hot were tub. You nude in a hot tub. I mean, I look like I'm nude, no, but I'm not no, nude. But, but you and Rob. Letterman? Cordry? Oh, no. Rob. No. Cord- no, Hubel. Hubel. Oh, you Jesus and Rob Hubel run. Don't don't you run naked on a beach and we see you from behind? Am I crazy? You run naked with somebody on a beach. Uh, that's in a movie that I have coming out that we can talk about because the strike is over. Okay, we're going to talk <gasps> about it. Mother of the Bride, and that's my stunt double that runs oh, naked on Rachel, the beach. Rachel, I thought because it was I you. was sick in Thailand. Remember, I was super duper sick, so they had to. But that's all our stunt doubles. Like they all do they, the that naked was like work. Brooke Shields is. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm actually saying this movie. Brooke Shields. Benjamin Bratt, Michael McDonald. Are you Isaac, saying all these people are uh, nude Wilson in this? Cruz. Uh, they have nude stunt uh-huh. doubles. We all are. We're, we're all like six friends. 
and we're all uh, high school friends or college friends, and then we all run into the beach. And on that note, we're, we can wrap up the entire podcast on that. I know. I, okay. Oh, yeah, we got to take a break. No, I'm Although kidding. I'm kidding. I have a question. Okay. I'll take a break. We'll be question. right back. No, take a break. We'll come right okay. back. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, we're back. So, yes, do it. And you don't have to answer this. And you might not know the answer. Okay. But when your body doubles ran naked into the water, were they really naked? Uh, no, I mean, but that's the thing. When I ran into the water, I started with like stick on, yeah, bra covers yeah. that covered my Nips. my bibs and bots. Oh, bibs and bops. My bibs and bops, and then I had on like thong underwear. And then we run when you run into the ocean, like we had to dive into the ocean and then jump back up and hug each other <laughs> as husband and wife. <laughs> Both of us were totally naked. <laughs> there was no the ocean just like the ocean doesn't pulls it care. all off of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Ocean doesn't care. Ocean's just doing Oceans what the ocean don't does. Care. No. I did a pilot with Deborah Messing. Yeah. A, a thousand years ago, called Right versus Wrong, and we were we were two political pundits. Yes. I really liked the show, but yeah. But I had to do a, a photo shoot where we're supposed to be naked, and. You know, doing the photo shoot, it was really, like you're saying, just like two stickers over my nips and then like a weird stick-on pube coverer. Oh, God, that's so gnarly. That's really not the way to say that. You could could just say something that covered my My bottom lady parts. Okay. Well, I just want to hear that laugh back on a loop a couple of times. (laughs) I guess something that covered your pubes. Covers your pubes. By the way, that's also and I'm could shocked have been a that you said I it. I know, and not me. I didn't think it through. Okay, listen. <laughs> but we have done. We've but we've had, we've you've, you've done substantial merkin work. I have done some merkin work. Okay, listen. We've got to get back to Hedy yeah. Lamar. I mean, we're really taking up all of her time, and she's okay. Let, let's let's we're skip ahead the a little bit. She becomes a big. Film actress, star. star. Yeah. People love that she's so very beautiful. You know, there are some 
odd things that happen, right? So she got married and she adopted a son. Yeah. Oh, this part is I know, hard. dark and Yeah. She adopted a son and he was he was he was acting out a lot. She said he was very unruly and having a really hard time. And so the coach at this private boys' school that he was going to took him under his wing. He and his wife, right, took care of him. And then he said to Hetty, would you be okay if I go and lived with this coach and his wife? They'd like to take care of me. And she, wasn't it her granddaughter or something that said she was so sad, but she said, yes, it's okay. Then they referenced it later in the film saying, we think that that's when everything started to go south was once Jimmy asked to leave. Yeah, and by the way, Jimmy is, is in this oof, documentary. Is in the documentary, which was amazing, James. And he was, oh, James. He was very you know sweet. James. Well, that's what it said on the log oh, line. Okay. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. Hetty is a very smart, sounds like genius type of a woman. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was fascinating was her invention um, notebook. Yeah. That her son had. Yeah. Because she really wanted to, I guess, I don't know of a better word than kill Hitler. You know. Yeah, that's what she said. She said in the documentary, she says, I wanted to kill Hitler. Yeah. She was obsessed with getting him and killing yeah. him. Yeah. And she was watching the war unfold right from the United States. Mm-hmm. And she never mentioned to anybody that she was Jewish. So she had to disassociate with her religion, which I think mm-hmm. probably also, you know, was very painful. Very painful. And can, you know, I mean, you probably start to wonder what's real and who am I and all of those things. Yeah. But she was doing, it sounded like a radio tour, didn't it? She was, at, she was on a phone yeah. as an actress. You know, she'd press a button on the phone and she would go to another interview. So mm-hmm. she thought, oh, this is interesting that I am on different frequencies, that I can mm-hmm. go from this broadcast or interview to an, the next interview. So the, these different frequencies are happening. So then she yeah. thought, why can't I come up with... Why can't we do that with, with like a... A missile. Yeah, with missiles and that they can keep controlling different frequencies. Keep controlling a missile because once you fire it, at that point in time, they didn't have a way to control it after you fired it because your enemy could also hear the frequency and know what mm-hmm. you were doing with the and missile. And then jam it. And they would call jamming. it jamming it. And so she, mm-hmm. she said, well, what if you keep changing the frequency so quickly mm-hmm. that they would never be able to figure it out? And right. She, this is, there's another relationship that comes yes. in where she meets this other guy that's this really avant-garde musician. Yes, right? he plays jo- George Anthiel. Okay, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> it's <laughs> and he he plays player pianos, and he could program the player pianos, and he had and he was also a musician. That honestly, when I heard that music, I was like, that makes me feel so anxious. I can't even handle it. Like it's jazz thrown in with like weird crazy stuff that just pops in and I just was like uh-uh I don't I don't ever need to listen to this music I can't. uh-uh I can't I yeah. have a question for you okay because they, because she mentions Howard Hughes she she dated did she didn't marry Howard Hughes did no she? she just dated him they and just they dated. became good friends and they had a lot in common 
otherwise known as they had a lot of crazy in common. No, probably no. Just just interested in. I like I like that he said he would take her around to his factories. Yeah, yeah. I think and, they just like to see how things work and create yeah. inventions and things like that, which is actually kind of cool. Oh, to be a fly on the on the wall with those. Two. I mean, to I mean, be to. Okay, so at some point when this happened and this guy George, they actually went to the government somewhere. <laughs> they went to the military. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a word for it, but I'm not sure what it they is. They went to. Well, didn't they go to D.C.? Yeah. To like the but Pentagon I don't know or something exactly like who that. They talked to right, and they they pitched the they idea. Pitched they pitched it, and um, they were basically laughed out of. Wherever they, they said, were. do you want to do you want to put a player piano on a torpedo? Yeah, no thanks. And they kept it. They kept the patent, but they said, Hedy Lamar, you get on the trail and start selling war bonds. That's how you can be helpful. Yeah, and isn't that crazy? It's she crazy. She sold the equivalent of like what today would be like three hundred and forty-three million dollars in war bonds. Yeah, I'm not even sure I know what a war bond is. I don't either. No, it just sounds, it's just like something to help the war. Like probably like, you know, support the troops. (laughs) Support the troops. Just, I guess, give. People call in or email. We don't don't have a phone call, but (laughs) we don't have a phone call. We don't have a, we don't have a phone. You can. You can email us though. You can reach us at truestoryfanmail. Yeah. At gmail.com, if you know anything about war bonds, what they do. Do you get a return on your investment? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's right. Okay. Here's what? what I think they are. Okay. And you tell me if this sounds right or not. Okay. So they'll say, do you want to buy a war bond for $500? Mm-hmm. And then when the war is over, we'll give you about $550. Oh, so you collect interest on your war bond? Okay, yes, yes yeah. we're getting, uh, we're getting, we're getting our, our official, Thomas is giving us a heads up. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yes, it's something like that, but I'm sure not exactly. He, no, actually, he was, he was vehemently shaking his head like, yes, finally, you got hmm. something right, girls. <laughs> okay, you know what else she did? I really appreciated that at some point in her life, Hetty thought that everybody should be able to experience a Coca-Cola. And yes. even the even the troops, and she made she invented a little tablet, yeah, tablet that was, that was fizzy, fizzy. Mm-hmm. that you could put in water, and it would make your own Coca Cola. However, she didn't know that every region has its own what was the word water source? Let's say water makeup, like chemical yeah. water makeup. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it didn't really work. But I loved the idea. I know, I love the idea. Okay, yeah. Her fifth husband was Howard Lee. Oh, okay. And the, yeah, and she got married to him and then came home and told Tony, her son, his name was now Tony Lee. He yeah. was like, oh, okay, do I know this man? <laughs> He's like, all right, and we're going to Texas. Yep. All right. And then she got bored being a trophy wife and uh-huh. she started creating an Austrian style feeling lodge in mm-hmm. Aspen. Mm-hmm. Also know the feeling. Yeah. When you get bored, just create a ski lodge. Cheryl, that's your next adventure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Hetty was caught up at a messy divorce. It didn't work. That marriage did not work. She kept working and then yeah. getting into dire straits. And working yes. and getting into dire straits. Yes. And it feels like she kept 
trying to find a husband, right? God bless her. She believed in the sanctity of marriage. It's like, just get a boyfriend. <laughs> sanctity. My God, yes. why does she have to keep walking down the aisle and getting oh. married? I guess that she loved getting married. She loved, she loved the idea of the romance. I get it. But wow. But here's what happened. This is like, this was when I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so now she's going through a messy divorce with Howard mm-hmm. Lee. Yeah. And, and then. And he's an alcoholic and it's rough. Yes. And then Tony, her son, was in an accident. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to be in court. So she sent her body double. Uh-huh. Her, like, yeah, like her stand-in. Mm-hmm. 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 And I guess it didn't go over well with the court. Yeah. By the way, I would have liked to have seen the, the reaction. Look on the judge's face. Yeah. When, when, I mean, Hedy Lamar was a huge star. Yeah. And for the stand in to walk in, yeah. I just am like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't go over well, Rachel. And she didn't get everything she wanted in the divorce settlement. No, she did not. And I just think the balls on that woman to be like. She had big balls. Yeah. She had some big lady balls. There was something about like the idea of a body double. Yeah. Listen, she took that idea and ran with it. Okay. So there was a doctor named Dr. Feelgood that was injecting celebrities with. What seemed like vitamins, right? Yeah. he, He said vitamins. Right. It was meth. They said it was meth, like basically. It's funny, not funny, but I guess Cecil DeMille had a heart attack on the set of The Ten Commandments. Yeah. If I'm recollecting this correctly. And so they called Dr. Feelgood, Max, his name is Max, Mm -hmm. to come and check on him. Uh And while he was there, Cecil told him, by the way, can you give Charlton Heston a little something because his Moses is too lackadaisical. <laughs> he, he says that in the documentary. I love it. His I love Moses it. Moses is too lackadaisical. That's what we're going to have to say from now on. I'm going to say, Cheryl, I need, some, I need to have some coffee or some tea because my Moses, my is, Moses too is too lackadaisical. lackadaisical. Ugh, my Moses is too lackadaisical. So and the reason that they mentioned it was because they were saying that Hetty also saw Dr. Feelgood and now was... Yeah seemingly on something yeah but she had already been doing that like when she was working when she was a young actress they were already giving them like sleeping pills because they'd work Mm. they'd work them it was before we had a union and everything right and so they would work them long hours yeah and then in order then they to calm down they'd give them sleeping pills and then to wake them up they'd give them speed basically although they called it pet pills pet pills which is so much cuter who doesn't want to take a pep pill? I would love a pep pill. I drink like a Celsius, and that's like, yeah, a, pep like pill. a pep pill. But people in my life are like, uh-uh, you're not drinking those anymore. Stop. Those are so dangerous. <laughs> Please it's call lot- in. Call in. Let no, us how you feel in you about can Celsius. can write in. But you can write in at truestoryfanmail.com. Oh. At gmail. And tell us what you think. Like, what's your pep pill? Yeah, what's your pep what's pill? What's your pep pill? Okay, Rachel, yeah? winding it down. <gasps> really? Oh my gosh. I don't know where we are in time, but we've oh, got to be. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. I feel like I'm 40. Remember when we used to say that? And we thought it was funny when we, we were it was 25. So funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's so funny. We'll never be 40. Oh, God. <laughs> you Get believe. ready. Okay. By the 60s, yeah. Hetty was kind of a caricature of herself. 
And she started getting plastic surgery when yes. she was in her 40s. No, no judgment. No judgment. No judgment whatsoever. And she sort of invented her own. Yes. In the documentary that they showed, <laughs> she was like, this is where I want you to do. I want you to pull, put the scar yeah. behind my ear. Yeah. And then, yeah. what was the other one? Oh, in her oh, arm. Her crepey arm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do heady, the, the arm heady the, procedure. You're going to walk into a plastic surgeon in Beverly yeah. Hills and say, give me the heady Lamar. Get it, give me but the heady the, Lamar. But early heady Lamar. Early heady because Lamar, Because yeah. it, ki- it kind of got to... It went sideways. It went sideways. Yeah, it, it, well, at some point. She went too far. She started to look like whatever happened to baby Jane. Yeah, Rachel and, and I Gardens. have a... We have a pact with each other. Yes, we do. That if somebody starts looking crazy, <laughs> we say, look... You can't do that anymore. (laughs) Whatever you've just done, please don't ever do it again and stop. And like, I don't think that's necessary. (laughs) Please don't. You look insane. Nobody Mm -hmm. else will tell you, but I'm here to tell you. Yep. And Uh, and yeah. 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 And then at some point around this, I don't know what the time of it all is getting to be now, but it's all a blur. She was arrested for shoplifting mm-hmm. at a uh, department store. Was it a Dillard's in, or a Macy's? In LA. Or a... It was something. It was Mays or something. May, it, was like it was a... May Company. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Then people started making fun of her, and mm-hmm. well, I think she became a recluse because she didn't want people to. Yeah, see. I think the through line was that she was, you know, the drugs were taking a toll on mm. her. That's like what her granddaughters and and Mm. son were saying is that she just started becoming so erratic in her behavior as she got older and they were like we didn't know who we were going to get based on what she was taking right so from what i got from it and i could be wrong and i frequently am but i feel like she was just really struggling with addiction toward the end of her life you know yeah it It sounded like addiction and you know, we we hear this story a lot with, mm-hmm. especially I think stars, right? People that, that are in the public eye that <laughs> that are adored because of their beauty, and then when their beauty starts to fail, yeah. people don't adore them anymore, and then they lose themselves and they don't know who they are because that's who they thought they were. This idea that we right, think right. they should look this way, right? Right. I mean, it's so crazy that we don't support people and as they age, you know, right. we just want people to always look young. You and we, I mean, I struggle with that. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't want to look older, <laughs> you know, but why? Why don't we want to embrace that? Right. We have difficulty embracing the aging process and it's really but too I'm bad. But I'm fine with other people uh, getting older. Yeah. If I look at somebody, I'm like, she looks amazing. I like her wrinkles and expression lines. Yeah. I don't need to see them on my face. Exactly. I think that's also the generation that we were raised in too, you know, yeah. because it's like we Hopefully grew up in Hopefully the that. younger generation. I hope to God. I mean, at least they're a little more body forward, body accepting. Body positive and, and Positive, yeah. that's the word. Seemingly. Especially women and maybe yeah. men too are like, I mean, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful I have people in my life that want me to not be bone skinny, which was the way I was raised, was to be super skinny and you know and that was well, what yeah. was attractive when we grew up that was the you know it was in the 90s the kate 
Moss. Kate Moss. No offense to Kate Moss. She was probably born that no, way. No, and it was that heroin chic. And it was really, really, I think for yeah. anyone that was pursuing an acting career, a modeling career, you were like, oh, God. And, and yeah. you're a smart person. So you're like, I see what they're hiring. Right. I, this yeah. is what I think. I feel like you and I are empathizing with her. Yeah. It's incredibly difficult to be on camera and to not eviscerate yourself when you see yourself on camera. You know, like you have to really yeah. take a step back and be No, it's so, so hard. So kind. Because if you've never like seen yourself on camera before, it is like if you have a tiny, tiny pimple in, on your face and you look in the mirror, that's mm-hmm. the only thing you see. Like in real life. Yeah. You look and you only see the one thing that's wrong. And so when you're yeah. watching yourself on screen, it's like, oh, God. All the things that you think are a little bit wrong, you're just, it's bigger than life and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that we would never want our kids to think that. You know what I mean? Like when we think of our children, we're like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're perfect the way you are. Right. I know. Right. So. God, we got a lot to learn. Bigger topics. Bigger topics. Table it. Table it. We got to table it. Okay. Wrapping it up. You know, Hetty, at some point, it was clear that this technology that she had basically invented was being used. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to get paid. Yeah. That didn't happen. Mm-mm. And before she passed away, mm-hmm. they did give her recognition. recognition mm-hmm. Yeah. For inventing this technology. Yeah. And it was really sweet because her son was up there getting the uh yeah accepting the award and she called him during his speech and he and she said how's it going and he said i'm actually in the middle of it right now <laughs> so i love that moment but yeah so to this day that particular frequency hopping yeah is used in gps and wi-fi and bluetooth bluetooth blue teeth no bluetooth oh my no god do don't <laughs> You can't. You just said Bluetooth. You said we've said Bluetooth for the past fifteen years, Cheryl. Well, is that the plural? I mean, oh, you oh, meant like for Bluetooth? My face is hot. Yeah, I know Bluetooth. you're starting to sweat. She is. No, She's working. I, just I have wish flop, you guys could see. I have flop sweat because I said blue teeth. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, is the plural of Bluetooth? <laughs> A Bluetooth, blue teeth? I don't think so. I don't think it's blue teeth. I think it's Bluetooth. You only <laughs> that's just that's just making me laugh really hard. Oh my god, I can't recover. That's hurting my it's hurting myself. I just hurt myself. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. I love that you really are shaken by it. That's making me laugh even harder right now. She's crying. You guys, she's grabbing her eyes. Stupid. Oh my Don't god. say that about my friend. Okay. Don't say that. I say the dumbest things all the time. And I'm, this is all I say to Henry and Otto right now is we don't say stupid. We don't stay dumb. And no. here we are. Hi. Don't listen to your Aunt Cheryl. Don't Sometimes listen to your godmother. Stupid. Uh, uh, okay. Got to pull it together. And okay, sadly, and sadly, mm-hmm. Eddie passed away in 2000. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, are you ready for final thoughts? I sure I am. <laughs> Please. Um, it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I was very moved. Same. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry. But towards the end where she did get recognition for her mm-hmm. work, and it meant a lot to her son, that was... 
Who were you attracted to? <laughs> I legit forgot that question comes up. I have to say, there was a picture of Howard Hughes yeah? as a very young guy that was like, I'm not oh, going to say so what I'm thinking right now. No. Uh-oh. Oh, that he peed in jars? What? Is his name not Howard Hughes? It is. It oh. is. It's just what you're attracted to. You have a pattern. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm okay. going to say. Okay. You are powerful people that are very, very smart oh. and funny. Yes. And passionate. Yes. Were you attracted to anyone? I don't think I was really attracted to anyone in this. Peter Bach. Oh, oh. No. I would have been attracted to, I, oh, okay, Mel Brooks, just because I love him. You know? I know. Mel I Brooks. love funny people. No, Mel Brooks. Okay. Rachel, yeah. would you like to do a true story talk back? Do you have anything to say? I do. Just hearing her story mm-hmm. and the, everything that she goes through, I just mean I, the, having the weight of the world on her shoulders and being a single mom and trying to make all that money, you know, trying to keep everybody afloat. And I was just so impressed with her. And this is the thing that made me cry is when her granddaughter, I think it's her granddaughter or her daughter even, Okay, was mm-hmm. saying, you know, I have a lot of empathy for my mom. Oh, that's because was her I daughter. think she went through an awful lot. I think, and she's like, yeah. and she's like, of course, nobody understands really what she went through. She's like, but I like to think, yeah. that she was dealing with a lot, and it sounded like she was forgiving her, that she loved her. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, oof. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, Powerful. that's great. Like yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to say one yeah. thing to the universe. Oh, it makes me so mad. Wow. Mm. Like, why did it take so long mm-hmm. to acknowledge that Hedy Lamar invented something amazing and hugely significant? Thank God it happened at all. Yes. And why, why is that not part of what kids study in school? The history books, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did only men, only men are involved in history? Oh, somebody's... Rachel, don't get me started. I'm fired up. I know. Well, things are changing, which is great. That's true. The pendulum is... Yeah. I won't say swinging. It's just like moved a half a centimeter. But I was really glad for this documentary because I was glad that I found that out about Hedy Lamarr. I had no idea. I think it's so fascinating to watch, regardless of how you feel about it or whatever. But I, I mean, I really... I really enjoyed it, and I thought the filmmakers made a really beautiful yeah. film. Oh, my goodness. Can we please talk about what we're seeing? Yeah. Okay. Thomas Mm-mm. has his dog. Thomas. He just brought it up. I think oh, it's a boo-boo. This dog looks... Yeah. If I had to guess how old Thomas's dog is, I'm going to say... One, two, three, fourteen. 13. She's four. What? She has a gray muzzle. She's. <laughs> I know she looks. Old. She's like the Anderson Cooper of dogs. <laughs> she oh went God. gray really young. <laughs> Thomas, oh that's hilarious. That hurt. That really hurt. Okay. <laughs> oh, Thomas Jet. Jet. I'm glad she uh, can't hear you right now. I know. I know. Jet. You don't look a day <laughs> over five. The entire podcast, we've been talking about beauty and aging and yeah. all that shit. And, and we're we not just judging shit just on your judged. dog. We yeah. just were like, your dog looks old. <laughs> your dog, your dog's gray. 
Okay. That's all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll talk about Escaping Twin Flames. It is a cult docuseries on Netflix. Rach, before we go, would you like to read some true fan mail? I would love to read some true fan mail. Pam writes, hey, ladies, hey. Hey. Can I just say that being a massive football fan, listening to the two of you talking about football, cannot call it soccer, made my ears bleed, (laughs) but my heart happy due to all the laughter. Absolutely hilarious, you pair of numpties. (laughs) I have to say, I've never been called a a numpty before. Consistently brilliant podcast. What is a numpty? I don't, I mean, I can gather it's a numb. Numbskull. <laughs> okay. Consistently brilliant broadcast. Rachel, a great addition, and the two of you are joyful together. Cheers to you both. Pam from Spain. <gasps> Spain is in the Spain. house. Yeah. Spain is so beautiful. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Thank you so much, Pam. This is from Sadie. Hi. Just wanted to say how much the podcast means to me. I am a fellow hypochondriac. <laughs> Give me a second to figure out what that word was. <laughs> I'm so who excited. Quite, I'm so excited. Who quite regularly gets anxious about things that could happen. I just listened to Murdoch Murders and hearing Rachel discuss the exact experience I have was incredibly validating, but also really hilarious. This podcast makes me laugh every time I listen to it. So I just wanted to say thanks for all the laughs. The podcast is amazing and I love you both. Oh, Sadie. Sadie. Oh, oh I'm Sadie. so glad that we've you've had, ex- that we have similar you've got experiences. The Rachel. With that. Yeah, that makes her, f- <laughs> and, but it makes her feel good, you know? Like to Wait, be- she's not alone. Boom. That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be the name You're of something alone. for me. Cause it's like, I, my thing is, is like, I just don't want you to feel alone in your feelings. Yeah. You know, if whatever you're feeling, Rachel is feeling it double (laughs) (laughs) at any given moment of any day. Sure, I I will empathize the shit out of everyone. Bring it on. Also, everybody, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at truestoryfanmail at gmail.com. We love reading your messages, comments, reviews. Keep letting us know what you think about the docs and leave us a review and we might just read your response on the show. I just want to say hi to Aiden because we like looking at our Instagram. You guys should follow us on Instagram. But I saw that Aiden, Rachel, I don't know if you know who Aiden is. This is a listener and he, he's always vacuuming. Hi, Aiden. Yeah. Hi, Aiden. But I just love that he just commented on something. He's just the best. Anyway. Hi, everybody. And that's all we've got. For today, we'll see you next week. And we'll call you tonight. We'll call you tonight. True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Rachel Harris. It's produced by Thomas Willette, audio engineered and edited by Steph Willen, with production assistant from Nadia Labetz. Special thanks to Gabby Kovacic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story wherever you get your podcasts. You can email us at truestoryfanmail at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.